take a girl and a guy and they fall madly in love and form a family. Sprinkle in some counseling degrees and a doctorate, a dream of transforming relationships as we know it. And 20 years later, we give you power couple Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. And this is their podcast, Couples Synergy. Welcome back to another episode of Couples Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean. I'm Dr. Ray. And I'm Jean. And this is our podcast about love, marriage, and relationships. Be sure to check us out online on our Facebook page and Instagram at Couple Synergy or our website, couplesynergy.com. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast or send us any suggestions on topics you'd like to hear more about. And now on to Couple Synergy, an in-depth look at love, marriage, and relationships, where we bring you our experience helping thousands of couples transform their relationships for nearly 20 years. Everyone says you need to work out a relationship, but nobody teaches us how. So we've created this podcast to teach people what they can do to create the relationship they've always dreamed of with the partner they fell in love with. You know, Jean, we've been doing some pretty heavy topics lately. Yep. And, and I think our life has been the greatest amount of stress we've ever had in our entire relationship. Yeah, balancing two companies right now in the middle of a move with the practice and everything. It's... Uh, it has been quite stressful on yeah. top of these really important but very serious topics. Right. So we thought we'd lighten it up a little bit today. Yep. You know, it's 7.30. And this podcast, this exact podcast is going to go out at what time? Uh, 2 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So we need to record it. Doing it right now. Then you need to edit it. Correct. And then you need to upload it. Yes. So it'll probably go up by 11 o'clock tonight. A little window into our lives, a little people. A little and, window. And, you know, we've been so extremely busy. Yeah. We did an expo today. We have made a million decisions about this move. We're in a temporary space. We have family obligations. We have social obligations. We have trying to breathe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. My mom did drop off some homemade kimchi. That was lovely. Which was, it's not (laughs) lovely. You don't like kimchi at all. I will get into those eating (laughs) habits in a minute. (laughs) So we decided we were going to talk about... Humor. Yeah, lighten things up. Right, humor. And the role that humor plays in long-term relationships. Because it does play a very important part. Mm -hmm. If you can't laugh at the stress of your lives, I don't know how you're going to make it. I really don't. Yeah, I think you laugh and you cry, but you got to let it out somewhere. (laughs) Right. So how important is humor in a a relationship? I think that's a a pretty important question a lot of people are asking. Yeah, I think a lot of people say when they're doing dating profiles that they want someone that's funny or makes them laugh or has a good sense of humor. I think it's an important quality that people recognize. I just don't know how humorous people are because even when we thought about doing this podcast, we're like, how do you be funny? You know, it's, it is very interesting that humor, and when you talk about dating, it's actually separated by the genders. Because in dating, humor in men is seen as more attractive. And have to make a distinction between positive humor versus aggressive humor. So positive humor is like, you know, trying to cheer someone up, you know, using jokes and that sort of thing. But aggressive humor is like making fun of the other person. Or other people. Or other people too, right? And so specifically, if a man is humorous, he's going to be seen 
uh, more, as attractive, more attractive. As more attractive, mm-hmm. right. And that's just dating. That is just dating, mm-hmm. right. In long-term relationships, though, it does have a pretty significant role, okay? Um, there is a study by Avner Ziv, and this was done in 1988. Uh, the, the research study was called, or the paper was called Humor's Role in Married Life, and they interviewed 61 21 to 35-year-old married couples about the role of humor in the marriage, and more than 92% said that they use humor with their partner and that it contributes something to married life. Something good? Something good. Right. And, you know, there's also an article that was written by Gil Greengross in Psychology Today, and the article was How Humor Can Change Your Relationship. He mentioned there that there was an actual correlation between humor and sex in a relationship. And that women... I don't think it's very funny laughing at your partner during sex. No, that's not <laughs> what we're talking about here. I don't think that's what he's talking about oh, either. Okay, that's good. <laughs> no, he saying that women who have humorous partners enjoy more and stronger orgasms. So not while they're having sex, but outside of having sex. It's the finishing, humorous, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, compared to women who have less funny partners. Hmm. Interesting. I, I would think there's a level of letting go involved in both of those things. He goes on to say that women with funnier partners initiated sex more often. Wait, women with funnier partners with, or women that are funny? No, women with funnier partners initiated sex more often. You know, I think that's really important because one of the things I hear a lot is like, Women feel like ignored, 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 let's have sex. So if the, their partner's funny, they're engaging in them. They're making those bid attempts. They're reaching out, right? And so they're, they're making a bond through that, which is a precursor probably also to intimacy. Well, plus, and he's also, you know, supposing here that it takes less effort to satisfy the sexual desire of men. What? <laughs> That sounds crazy. Right. Right. So it's like women don't have to be, fun, to be funnier, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we wanted to talk more about humor because obviously, you know, a couple that laughs together, they just, they enjoy their lives a lot more. Yeah. Because what's the point? <laughs> One of the things that we teach couples is that when you're having a strong emotional response like anger, you need another strong emotional response like humor in order to disrupt that pattern. This is when we are talking about the timeout word, Mm -hmm. right? And most couples, they do it wrong. Right. You know, they're often instructed that you just come up with a word and that indicates a timeout for both of you. Mm -hmm. And that in the middle of an argument, you're supposed to go to your separate corners. And that doesn't work because most couples pick a word that doesn't relate to anything. Right. There isn't a connection to a powerful emotion. I'm just having some memories of some of ours. You are? I am. What do you mean? Some of our like timeout words? Uh, no, some funny experiences we oh. had that could be timeout. You know, like the time we went to Great America. Mm. That was so fun. It was funny for you. <laughs> Not so funny for me. That video is on the trail with Ray and Jean on Facebook, on yeah. our Facebook page, yeah. on the trail with Ray and Jean. 
hilarious. Go watch it. it <laughs> if you're down, go watch that. So what we're referring to here is that when you are in an angry state, that's a very powerful emotion. And so you need an equally powerful emotion to counteract it, right? Because we're already in the emotional brain. So we have to shift gears. The only way to shift an emotion is with an emotion. So that's why humor becomes a very important part here when couples are in conflict. And so you have to find something that is funny for both of you to shift gears like that. I remember that one that one couple we were talking to that he would, in the middle of a fight, he would run into the bedroom. And so, you know, she's pissed off. So she would just, you know, kind of chase after him. And he would go into the bed and he would cover his head with the covers and he would fold his arms across his chest and he would just start pouting <laughs> like, hmm, 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 you know, and pout. And he would do that until she just, she would break, yeah. right? She would find that humorous and she'd be like, okay, let's talk about it. You know, it was his way of shifting gears or, you know, the couple that would stick their tongue out at each other, right? right? Very childish, but humorous, you know, kind of, um, you know, motion like that, that would shift those gears. And so when we're talking to couples and we're having them create a timeout word, first of all, this is, this is no solution. All right. This is really just a way of, of putting a, a pause in your conflict, especially when things are, are going off the rails. Right. Right. This is just the breaks. This is not a resolution. A no, resolution. not at all. Not at all. But in fact, didn't your statistics show that men that use humor during arguments actually makes them seem insincere and leads to the relationship breaking down? Yeah. 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 Because it comes off as them minimizing things. Right. Right. They're just making fun of it. And that's why it's really important to have us agreed upon ahead of time so that your partner gets the cue that you, of what you're trying to say and not that you're just trying to lighten up the situation or be funny. So we ask couples to think about a common, hilarious situation that both of them that have experienced together. It, it could be something they witnessed. It could be something they experienced. But it is something that if they talk about it today, it brings a smile to their face, and they start giggling about it and start chuckling about it. So one of the things that, that we do that I think is really funny is we eat weird things. Yeah. And we're going to get to that later because we're actually going to eat something on this episode that we're both sort of laughing about because we're surprising the other person. A little, little game that we play. <laughs> but before that, let's talk about something that happened to one of us, each of us that was funny or embarrassing for us because that's a nice little thing to remember that we're just human and that just to lighten up. That, and this is actually a question that we ask our couples it too. It is, right. Mm -hmm. Right, to start to demonstrate, you know, this concept of switching from the rational and cognitive brain to the emotional brain. So we ask them, you know, tell a story about something funny or embarrassing that happened to them when they were a child. Mm -hmm. And so my story is when I was five years old, I was part of this uh, violin program. So it's called the Suzuki Violin Program. Some people may know it. It's a very popular one. And, you know, in that program, you know, I'm in a class full of maybe 
30 to 40 other kids, you know, where we're learning the Suzuki method. We had an opportunity to play on stage at Orchestra Hall in downtown Chicago. So for some of you who may know downtown Chicago, Orchestra Hall is is the place, right, where the Chicago Symphony Orchestra plays and, you know, all the famous uh, musicians from around the world, they when they travel to Chicago, they perform there. Um, so I'm five years old, and I'm able to to experience this. How long had you been playing violin? Oh gosh, maybe maybe a year at that point. Okay, right. I just started, mm-hmm. and so you know we go with our group, and we're backstage, and you know we're kind of going through the whole, you know, check in and registration and all of that, and then we are kind of moving towards the stage and we have different stations, you know, where we're tuning and everything like that. And then once we get to the stage, we come out, you know, from backstage and you see just the lights and you see the entire audience, right? It's a huge venue and all of these, these people, just all these heads of people, you know, uh, it was the first time I've ever been, in a theater with this many people, um, let alone be on stage and performing. Um, and so, you know, we go to our spots. We all had like these designated spots that we would go to. Um, and so me being the youngest, one of the youngest of the group, my spot was right in the front row, right? So it was right on the front row and I'm standing there in our rest position and I'm looking around and I'm all excited and I'm looking for my parents and I see them in the audience. They're like two or three rows out, you know, and I start waving to them, you know, just this little five-year-old just waving to his parents, you know, like, hi, hi, you know, and they're waving back and, you know, I missed the cue. And so the cue is given by the conductor and then we all snap our violins up into a ready position to get ready to play. And we don't play unless everyone is in the ready position. And so I missed the cue. Everyone's violins are up and I'm still sitting there waving to my parents, right? Being in the front row, (laughs) obviously I drew attention to myself. The entire audience of the, the orchestra hall erupts in the laughter. Oh no! And it's it's a you know you think about it from an, like a you know an adult perspective yeah. it's a, it's a funny thing it's a cute thing right and it's not such a big deal but as a five year old my first experience in being on stage with that many people being in the spotlight I was laughed at and I f- immediately felt embarrassed I I looked over to the conductor because I didn't know what was happening and she's looking at me with a stern look you know <laughs> like I'm in trouble. And I put my violin up in the ready position. But that feeling of just being on the spot and being embarrassed like that, that was probably the most embarrassing <laughs> moment I've ever had. Yes. So I'm going to share one that actually happened when I was in college. My sophomore year of college, so I'm probably 24 years old, and Alec would go down to Florida for the weekend or for the summer. So I drive him down there. I've got a three-cylinder Geometra you know, like gerbils and you have to go up through the mountains and then down through the mountains from Illinois to get to Florida. And on the way back, I stop at my brother's house 
He lived in Largo, Largo, Florida at the time, I think. And he was selling a sailboat, this 14-foot sailboat. So I take my three-cylinder Geometra, and I get a hitch put on it. And even when I took it to the place to get the hitch, they're like, what? Like the thing can barely go on its own, let alone pull something. A 14-foot boat is super light, but still, it's kind of funny. I'm surprised they put the hitch on it. I know. It they because were, I, I they think tried that, to talk me out. Yeah, that would just be like a safety concern. And so, you know, we're driving back. I was with my roommate at the time. We're driving back, and it wouldn't go over 20 miles an hour <laughs> up the mountain. <laughs> so anyways, we get it back to Illinois. I went to Northern Illinois University at the time. And we decided to go and take it out in the lake. Now, I don't know how to sail, right? But I'm like, eh, I could figure it out. You know, my brother told me a few little tips. I'm like, we got this, you know. So we go, we get out there and we launch it. Great. It, that, that all goes okay. And we get out there. And I learned how to sail. You know, the wind comes and you fill up the sail and there you go. But I only learned how to sail one direction. <laughs> Just... <laughs> Just across the Just lake. Just across the lake. So, of course, I get across the lake. And I think it's like Memorial Day. It's like a busy a busy day on the lake, right? So we get to like the shore of the other side, which isn't like where any people are. It's just like a dead area where there's just weeds and stuff. And we're sitting there and these guys come in a boat. <laughs> and they're like, do you guys need help, right? And so they were, they were going to take a line and attach it to our boat and pull us back. And so I get up to get the line and I had to jump in the water to do that. And I, my sandal hooked on the little wire that holds the rudder on and I face plant in like a foot of water (laughs) (laughs) in front of these guys. (laughs) It was an epic failure. And so then they, they like give me the rope and I'm just sitting in, in my little sailboat getting towed back. They were nice enough to give me a beer and I'm just drinking my beer while they're pulling me back across the lake and I'm soaking wet. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen those guys again, <laughs> but that was a funny thing. I went out since then and figured out how to do the tacking thing, but you know, that's kind of how I am. I just sort of try to do stuff. So that was a funny, funny moment in my life. <laughs> Isn't it funny? Because funny, when you're the one that's doing something that everyone else thinks is funny, it doesn't feel that way to you. It doesn't feel funny? No. Did it feel funny when you're on stage and everyone's laughing? No. Right. It might be funny looking back, but when you're going through it, it doesn't feel that way. Right. (laughs) So, you know, I, I think that brings up a good point about being able to laugh at yourself. Yeah. And, you know, it's, uh, it's a lot harder to do than to say. It is. (laughs) When we have couples do that exercise, when they have to say something funny or embarrassing that happened to them, their partner can't give them any feedback. They can't smile, nod, shake their head. And even like we're watching this and sometimes I'm dying inside because it's the stories are so funny and you're trying so hard not to laugh. And that's part of it, right? How do you keep your emotions in check? Right. So you can continue, continue to hear your partner and that. So it really lightens things up. So even now we've, we're feeling a lot more energized and, you know, less stressed from our busy weekend recording this late because we have to. Right. Lighter and having more fun. Right. (laughs) So 
There's a game that we made up a couple of years ago, probably in the beginning of our relationship while we were dating, I think. Yeah. 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 And it's what we call the spoon game. Spoon game. Yes. So in the spoon game. It's not cuddling at night. That's, it's, <laughs> that's a different kind of spoon. It's not. And it doesn't involve the cards. The card game of oh, spoons. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not that one either. No. Um, so what you do is one person goes in the kitchen mm-hmm. and takes out however many people are playing spoons. Right. And puts different ingredients on them. <laughs> the more creative, the better. The more creative, the better. <laughs> and the other person, while blindfolded, gets the spoon put in their mouth. <laughs> right. They have to eat it. <laughs> and they have to guess what's on the spoon. On the spoon. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So we're Some gonna people are do more this. mean than others. Yeah. Throughout the years when we played this game, yeah. Sometimes they're really good. You're like, oh, that was good. What was that? You know, right. other times, most of the time people are messing with you. So what we're doing is Ray made two spoons, one for each of us with the same ingredients. Right. I made two spoons, one for each of us with the same ingredients. Right. And then we each made one for each other that we're not doing. <laughs> right. I'm so scared. Right. <laughs> the other person. Because you usually are not so nice. Well, well, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Again. Um, and we don't know what the other person has made. No, no. Right. So we have these three spoons right here on a plate, and then we have a plate covering them so that, you know, the other person can't see what's on those spoons. Right. Okay. So who's going first? Are we using your spoons first or my spoons? I don't know. What do you... I think we should do your spoons. Okay. Okay. So I'm just going to close my eyes and open my mouth now. Right. And then I'm going <laughs> to... <laughs> <laughs> put this food in, and he's gonna put this and then food you're in. gonna, and you're gonna do the same one at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I already know what it is. So I know, but you your, haven't tasted it. You just first. know what it is. Okay. Okay. Uh, Tell me when you're ready. Okay, ready and go. <laughs> honey. <laughs> yes, honey. <laughs> Pecan? Yes, pecan. Mm. Chocolate chip? Yes. Cranberry? No. Mm. <laughs> well, honey's killing me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean honey like, hi, honey. It's, what, um, what did I miss? Uh, instead of cranberry, it's goji berry. Ah, goji berry. Yes. Okay. That was a little sweet. You were nice, though. That was not too bad. No, it was a good one, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Now you close your eyes. Okay. Ready? All right, ready? Go. <laughs> oh, what is that? You know, <laughs> we have the same pantry, too. I don't know what this is. You have duck bacon in there? No. Oh, my God. What's the crunch? <laughs> Ew. <laughs> you can thank Lindsay for the crunch. Oh, peanut brittle. Yep. Peanut brittle. That's a terrible combination. <laughs> it's oh. worse. 
There's something soft, too. <laughs> Ew. What is that? It's a meatball. <laughs> Jeez. A meatball. All right, so you got peanut, peanut brittle? Yeah. A meatball? Ugh. What else? Something sweet. Something sweet. I I can't I can't blackberry jelly, blackberry jelly, (laughs) and um. Oh, oh! I need an olive. I need a chaser. (laughs) Oh, an olive. Oh. Just not. Those are things you don't you don't combine those things. Oh, oh it's so bad. Mm. I need a palate cleanser. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. Were you nice or naughty? I don't know. You'll You're have to telling. see. All right. Do so I here's go the, first? Here's the third spoon, and this one is you know like dishing it out towards yeah, each other. Yeah, because you don't have to do the one that you made. I still can't get this taste out of my mouth. That's terrible. <laughs> All right. Okay. It's your turn. Okay. My turn to take it. Yes. Okay. (laughs) That's all right. (laughs) It's all audio. All right. Ready? I'm so scared. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so- <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> You're vom- so mean. It's don't so vomit. bad. <laughs> don't don't vomit. <laughs> don't vomit on the air. There's something hot. <laughs> Is that a pepper? Yes. <sighs> it's a can. A candied pepper. Ah, what else? You know I hate peppers. Oh yeah. Um. Oh. Oh my God, that was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Am I peeing my pants a little bit, laughing so hard. It's the best game ever. Uh, <laughs> um, something was sweet. Yeah. Uh, was there like a an olive? No. <laughs> no. No. Ugh. Ah. Was that like the, uh, where'd you even get, oh, man, that was not nice. <laughs> oh, okay. What, the last spoon that you gave me. Uh, All right, uh, the pimento I got. What pimento? Didn't you say I had a the candy candied pepper? Candied pepper. Isn't that the same thing? They're red and yucky. Mm, maybe. I don't know. It's what uh, Dean's girlfriend brought us from Texas. Mm. Yeah. All right. right. What else? I don't know. Uh, blueberries. Okay, that was the sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mint jelly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and a piece of duck bacon. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing because I don't think any of our ingredients have overlapped. So no. Far. They haven't, right? All right. Give me. <laughs> you ready? Yeah. All right. Let's do this. Open up. You cheat. (laughs) (laughs) Open, open. (laughs) (laughs) 
don't throw up. <laughs> <coughs> what do you got? All right, there's a blackberry in there. Ding. And there's cheese. What kind? What oh, kind of cheese? Swiss or something. <laughs> yeah, it's like a chunk of it. <laughs> oh, so bad. Well, so far, that's like a charcuterie. That's not bad. Oh, no, the combination of the two. Um, there's some cracker. Oyster something. cracker. <laughs> oh, something else. Yeah. What else you got? I have no idea. Mustard. Oh, God. <laughs> Why? Peanut butter. Yeah, no. No, no. And a dash of Cholula. Oh. <laughs> I don't think we picked anything the same. I think this is illegal in, in some states. <laughs> it probably should be. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> so we highly recommend the spoon game. <laughs> you, you definitely have to be, you know, in, in good standing in a relationship to play the spoon game. <laughs> yeah, don't do it when you guys are in a fight. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they'd be really mean to each oh, other. Oh, it would be so bad. Oh. So when we laugh like this, it boosts our immune system. It decreases depression and anxiety. It's really good for us. It's really good to, what they say is that when you laugh, you raise your heart rate and you raise your blood pressure. It's like working out. Only more fun. <laughs> Unless you're playing the spoon game. <laughs> oh, the peanut butter still stuck to my mouth. Okay. Uh. <sighs> peanut butter with an oyster cracker. Not good. <laughs> so it's fun to think about the textures and the flavors. Like the, the sweet, salty, sour, you know. You had the you had the cracker and the cheese that are both different textures and <laughs> yeah the the point is here right is that you just have fun with each other and <clears throat> when you're doing things that that you know kind of inspire that laughter you know that's when you're bonding remember that's the, the emotional bonding that solidifies your relationship it's not this thought process but it's that emotional connection. And you can bond with humor. Humor is a very powerful emotion, you know, as much as love is, right? And so when you are doing fun things like that, especially if you are continuing to taste that same spoon that you <laughs> just gave me, and I can't fire. even talk because it's just <laughs> terrible, you know, it, it is something that you both can laugh about, you know, for ages. You know, you think about how much more fun this is and how much better you feel and the benefits of it than like watching comedy, which we do. We love watching comedy as well. Mm -hmm. And I think for that reason, we're looking for that, you know, funny, just get out of your life for a little bit kind of thing. But it, <laughs> this is way more energetic. <laughs> um, we do have to, you know, kind of mention here that, you know, when someone has like low self-esteem or they have this fear of being laughed at or fear of being judged, you know, doing things like this could kind of make that worse. Yeah. Right. And that could cause more of a divide. And so when we're talking about having fun in this way, we're talking about, you know, two people who are aligned when it comes to humor. Safe. And safe. Right. We've provided a safe enough 
environment in our relationship that we could, you know, kind of challenge each other in these ways, you know, specifically when it comes to humor. And in this case, physically uh, challenge each other (laughs) with humor. Right. It's such a great thing to do. It's so much fun. And, you know, sometimes I'm sure you've all had the experience. We have some friends, especially when you're a kid. I don't know if you ever had to go to church, but when you're in a place where it's extremely inappropriate to laugh, oh my God, you can't stop. Right, right. <laughs> I remember when we were dating, we had only been dating a couple months and we were out with people from work and we went to this woman's house and I don't know what was so funny, but we were somehow in her laundry room and we were laughing so hard we couldn't stand up. Every time we tried to stand up, we, we fell, fell back down. Right. <laughs> it probably took us a half hour just to stand up. That and was it was so just funny. between the two of us. Yeah, like, everyone else is in the other room. Like, no one had no idea doing? what they're yeah. doing. <laughs> you know, those carefree days when everything is adorable. Right. <laughs> that was really fun. We've had we've had <clears> some <throat> really great memories, but those times when you sit and just laugh, those are awesome. And you know, I. I remember as a kid, there was a lot of that in my house because we sat down and had dinner as a family. And ultimately, you'd get to talking and everyone would share the good, the bad, and the ugly. Sometimes it went in the other direction and fights happened, but a lot of times there was a lot of laughing. And, you know, those are some fun things I remember about my childhood. So along with uh, laughing along with mm-hmm. us, um, be sure to check out our, our other funny podcast. And I think we have a... Top, top five, five that we think yeah if you have a difference of opinion let us know absolutely because of know. course lots of people are funny on all these podcasts right and so i would say just in no particular order here right because mm-hmm. I, I can't rank within these these top five here right but i would say in numerical order of when they were released when they were released mm-hmm. i would say uh episode 17 scott and tanya oh my god they were hilarious <laughs> yeah Episode 26, Aaron and Manya. <laughs> Episode 51, Steve and Angie. Yeah. <laughs> Episode 47. Oops, I missed. I, I went that the opposite direction here. Opposite. Um, Episode 47, John and Debbie. Uh-huh. And episode 69, Sue and Marvin. <laughs> Funny, it's up yeah, I would totally agree that, right. <laughs> that those are, they're all, if you get done with this episode and you want to laugh some more, listen to one of those five. Yeah, that would definitely be <laughs> recommended. So we want to read off a, uh, a review. A review. That we got. And, you know, we want to read this, read the v- reviews off because we really want to encourage you out there to give us reviews and, and, and put reviews out there because it, it really gives us the feedback. I mean, we're sitting here in, in our basement pub recording this episode and we know it's going to go out in the morning, but we rarely hear back from people Mm -hmm. about how it impacts them. You know, I know that it seems like they make it kind of hard to do a review because I've tried, you know, in other places and it, we would really appreciate the effort. Because that is our only way of knowing. And it's actually the world's only way of knowing. You know, if you're enjoying this and you don't leave a review, no one else will find it. Right. 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 So. And in the places <clears throat> that you can make a review, I think is on Apple Podcast. Absolutely. That's that's the place to do mm-hmm. it. Um, 
You can also do a review on our YouTube channel, mm-hmm. which we have you know, all of our episodes on there as well. Uh, in addition, we also have some video episodes up there right. as well. Um, you can also comment on our website on the podcast page. You can also comment on Stitcher, I believe. You can also, you know, do a review there. But those reviews really, really help us out. You know, our podcast is six months old. Since July 4th. Yeah. Yeah. And our ranking is, and we've never marketed it or anything. We've just continued to share it. And we're rising pretty high in the ranks. And really, that's what they look at as reviews. And that's how people can find us. Right. So then you're going to read a review? Right. This is by just real estate investor. That's, that was his name. Um, or her name. I, you know, I don't know. Great podcast is the title. <clears throat> Dr. Ray and Jean Katkodian do a great job discussing all the necessary facets of being in a healthy relationship. Their topics are informative and interesting. Thank you. Thank you very much for that. That's really cool. That's good to hear. I know someone asked me, like, when are you going to run out of topics? And all I know is we have hundreds more that are just lined up. It's just <laughs> kind of spinning in our heads. Yeah. Yeah, that, that creativity train is still running. So, you know, in, in order to kind of wash out the horrendous spoon that Jean <laughs> made for me here, I'm drinking. Which one was worse? That, that last one. <laughs> I didn't get to taste it. I don't know. Olive in it. It, it was... Oh, um, and the peanut butter, right? The olive and peanut butter together. It just keeps it going forever. <laughs> um, so I, I am drinking some copper fiddle. Um, copper fiddle. Some fiddle gin. Hello, Andrew at Copper Fiddle. So they are actually a distillery in Lake Zurich, Illinois. Illinois. Mm-hmm. And they are part of our 22 date night challenge. Um, and so if you want to go into Copper Fiddle, you can get uh, get a hold of our passport there. Mm-hmm. You can also say hi to the owner, Andrew. Um, tell him uh, we sent you. It's been really fun watching people's Ussy. And Ussy is a selfie for two. And so when you go on a date night and you have your Ussy pick, right? And then you can upload it to our Facebook page and, or, or Instagram. Or Instagram. Or Instagram. Just, just do hashtag couple synergy or hashtag CS date night. And then hashtag wherever you are. Right. And it's really fun to see. You know, we were working on weekend and people were out dating. And, you know, that's part of it, right? And having a good time together. So we're only a week into the challenge. Right. So it started on Valentine's Day mm-hmm. and it is going to go for six months. So don't worry if you missed Valentine's Day. You right. can continue to do this. It's... So 22 you have date to, nights. You have to complete at least 22 date nights. Right. If you complete more, each date night is worth a ticket. An entry, an entry into, into the raffle. raffles. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have multiple raffles. We are, you know, building the raffle prizes as we go along. Um, and as well as the date nights, too. I mean, yeah. this is, you know, in Chicago here, we had our first 50 degree day mm-hmm. in the winter here so you know things People are were start swimming warming the beaches up. were open <laughs> and as things warm up there's going to be a lot more activities that you guys can do and you can find that on couple synergy community facebook group right Join and you us can there. access that group you know through our couple synergy facebook page as well mm-hmm. and you can participate through instagram as well right so you can wherever we are <laughs> you can 
participate. And who doesn't want to see people having fun? Yes. It's such a blast. And and also on our Couple Synergy Facebook page, there is an event there for the 22 Date Night Challenge. You can also print off a, a passport. You don't mm-hmm. have to go into those places and get one. Right. You can print one off yourself and, and go in and, and kind of participate that way. But we are hosting Sherry Jewell, who we podcasted a couple weeks ago. And she is a medium, and she's going to be at Copper Fiddle on May 13th. And you can get tickets for that on our Facebook page. And she was episode 72. Mm -hmm. So if you want to hear her story, um, episode 72. Very fascinating. Yes, very fascinating. Uh, We are also... Um, doing a, a challenge, I, I don't know, like a challenge, but kind of like a little contest here. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is to, you know, increase our subscribers. You know, our podcast is growing and just from an organic place. And, and we love that. That's yep. really awesome. You know, but to further the word and further our podcast, get it out there even even more. And, and really to have that interaction so that there's a place where we all can interact that isn't so formal, like the reviews. So if you have a question for us, we can answer you right on Instagram or on Facebook. So in order to increase our subscribers, we are putting out a, a little contest out there for you. And that is that if you go on and subscribe to our podcast, whether it be on Apple Podcast, whether it be on Spotify, whether it be on Stitcher, or whether it be on our YouTube channel. One of those four. One of those four. All you have to do is screenshot yourself subscribing and then post that on Instagram or on our Couple Synergy Facebook page, hashtag Couple Synergy, and then message us with your address and we will send you out a custom Couple Synergy stemless wine glass. And here's a cheat code. If your partner does it, you'll get a set. So that's then you'll have two, right? You can enjoy your wine together. Yeah, that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, we have these stemless wine glasses ready to go. Um, go ahead and do that, right? Just screenshot it, send it over. Hashtag couple synergy. Hashtag couple synergy. And, and then just message us your yeah. address. And there is a limited supply. So go ahead and subscribe at Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, or YouTube. Screenshot that you've subscribed, post it on Facebook or Instagram, hashtag Couple Synergy, and then private message us your email or, or your, your address. address. Yeah, because you can't get a wine glass through the email. No, not yet. Not yet. It doesn't work that way, right? I'm, I'm confused with technology. <laughs> <laughs> we all have, are, have humor about that. And there is a limited supply, so first come, first serve. Right. So we want to thank you again for joining us on Couple Synergy and for being a listener. Our passion is in helping couples have happy and healthy relationships. And this podcast gives us a fun way of bringing our knowledge and expertise to you, our listeners. And we hope by listening to this episode, you lightened up a little bit, had some humor, hopefully it be your pants. <laughs> And then it was not only beneficial for your life, but also your relationship. For all of you listening, please subscribe to our podcast, as we're saying, and please leave us a review. If you have any questions, comments, or topic suggestions, please email us at 
contact at couplesynergy.com. For more information about Couple Synergy and our programs such as Relationship 101, the Couples Weekend Intensive, and our premier program called Couple to Couple, look us up online at couplesynergy.com. And if you go to our YouTube channel, you can see a video we're going to put up tonight of us trying things around the world, foods that are sometimes good and sometimes not so good, but we have no idea because we've never had them before. No, these are going to be foods that are not good, <laughs> actually, and our reactions to it. Yeah. And if you know someone who could benefit from this episode, please download it and share it. And thank you for listening. Until next time, synergize your life and synergize your love. You have been listening to Couple Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Couple Synergy was recorded, edited, and produced by Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Voiceover and music entitled Breathe and Let Go was recorded and composed by Gina Gonzalez.